Hi everyone, this is Kami Coffee coming to you once again with another epi and welcome to the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast. You may also know me as Coffee Ole, you may also know me as Honey Nana, and now Honey Latte in Charge, okay? So, <laughs> and we have a wonderful guest. His name is Dennis Perfect. Maureen. Okay, so tell our lovely lattes all about you. Oh, um, well, I'm a musician, yes. an actor um, in Chicago, and my wife and I live southside of a community called Roseland with our two kids, and I love Jesus, and that's really the, the most boiled down way to do it right there. I would go with those right there. Um, yeah, it's kind of my story. Cool, and I just love how you said I love Jesus. Like, hashtag love Jesus. He's always awesome. So, let me tell you, lovely listeners, how me and Dennis met. We met um, almost yeah. a year ago, right? Yes, I think I first saw you over yeah. in um, Pendulum Space for doing an audition. Yes, we did. That was you. Okay. Because he just has like a really familiar space. And then while working on um, a faith-based film, he came into audition. I was like, wait a minute. You look super familiar. <laughs> and like, I'm telling you, this guy is so awesome. He was just talking me up. He didn't know who I was. That's just who he is. Like, he just talks to anyone. You know what I'm saying? Little does he know, I'm a major <laughs> big wig in Hollywood. No, I'm joking. Um, so I was helping with production and casting on the set. And, you know, definitely he had my mm. he had my vote all the way. But he totally sold it on his own, you guys. So. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that at all? It was intense, too, because yeah. it was, uh, you know, typically it's not that many auditions for a project. But, um Mark had a bunch of actors in for a bunch of different readings and trying out different, which isn't, it's not atypical in like movie casting where you want to see how actors work with other actors and screen testing and everything. And, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a long process. It was a neat process. And I, you know, you get booked. So it's at the end of the day, I got booked. So it was wonderful. It was a great process. If it's three, four auditions and you don't get booked, that's what kind of a bummer, but I ended up getting the role. So that was, I will take yeah. it. It was, a. Uh, it was neat. Um, and it's a story about this guy, Damon, who um, was a, a dude who loved God. And after his father passed away, he really walked away from his faith. And, um, you know, just kind of got absorbed in his work uh, and absorbed in what it looks like to, if I would put it, I, I, like, I would say that he was focused on his body and how to get his body right, but in the process neglected his spirit. And, um, and so he goes um, to, and he works at this, this um, all organic uh, smoothie shop that he opened up and is kind of devoted and pouring all of his life into that. And um, in the beginning of the story, um, he just kind of gets a huge wake-up call as an angel comes and visits him and says, I need you to carry out this mission that I've got. And um, so he's kind of uh, just thrust into this adventure of um, following orders from an angel who he's just met and no one really believes him at all as this angel is telling him all these things that he's got to do and leading him down this path of finding God again 
and saving his town and saving his marriage and um, just a really lovely story following him. I got to play a character called James, um, which is cool for a number of reasons. One, because mm -hmm. James is probably, it may not be my favorite book in the New Testament, but it's one of them. James is certainly one of my favorite characters in the Bible, um, just because he's all about the concept of, of faith that's led by works. Uh, and similarly, the character that I played, James, is um, he just wants to be active. He wants to do. He wants to help. He's trying to do anything he can to be able to love his brother. Uh, and he plays uh, a really integral role in encouraging Damon because he's the only one who really believes in that there's an angel there at all. And unfortunately, uh, James is like the least likely person anyone else is going to believe. He's a previous drug addict, but he finds Jesus and then is really just, he's just high on Jesus. He, he just really loves Jesus, which is a really, really fun one to play because he's got some clown to him just because he's so eccentric, but, uh, but he loves Jesus. So it was really a neat, there's a grounding to him that simultaneously, it reminded me a lot of like in Shakespeare, there's like the Shakespearean fool that's in a lot of the comedies and the Shakespearean fool is oftentimes seen as, um, the clown, you know, and in a lot of scenes he's talking mm -hmm. nonsense but the truth of this situation is that oftentimes he's the smartest one in the room, that he knows everything that's actually going on in a scene, but everyone <laughs> thinks he's a fool. So similarly with James, you know, everyone writes him off as a drug addict and, and a Jesus freak and just a fool. But the truth is he's kind of got a better grasp on the situation um, than anyone else because even Damon doesn't really know what's on. And at times Damon has uh, no faith at all and is just kind of grasping at straws. And James is right there just encouraging, like, you got this, brother. It's okay. You're... You, like you just need to believe like it's going to be okay like god's got you uh and he, he anchors in a way that uh you wouldn't expect from from someone like a, a a drug addict so um but it's a neat it's just a beautiful story of redemption for for james and damon um but selfishly since i played james that's that's you know and the, the development of a character that's <laughs> who i focus on and um developing him and and telling the story yeah. from his lens even though it's not about him it's from an acting standpoint, it's about him. It's all about James. It's really about James the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really about you. You, you could totally I'm write saying. this movie. I'm just pitching for to yourself, the director right? and writer that we need character. to do uh, for profit two, the story of James. A part two. James yes. before, during, the and after. The story of James. All of it. Let's make it happen, podcast. Yes. World. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Hey, you guys, lovely listeners, if you check this film out in theaters, let us know. Should we do a for-profit part saying. two? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, just James, the story of James, the brother of Jesus now, come on. How often do we see movies about the other disciples? I'm saying. I don't I'm know. saying. We were screwing around on mm -hmm. one day on set, and the character's name is Damon mm -hmm. Fisher and James Fisher. And they're trying to figure out a pot or rather the entire, like throughout the script, James is pitching this idea of doing a podcast. And so he's pitching all these mm -hmm. like a angels and Damon podcasts and things. And on the day of, I got a neat line that just popped up in my head. Like we could do a podcast, the fishers of men. It's perfect. Um, and so I'm saying, <laughs> I love profit, it. Part <laughs> due, fishers of men. Part D, Fishers <laughs> of Men, love that. So, oh my gosh. Shout out to the for profit family and Mark Iverson with MSI Films. Y'all doing it, doing it up real big. I'm so excited to see what everyone is going to be doing, maybe even a year from now. Who would have ever thunk, right? 
all of us started off, most of yeah. us started out as strangers, but it honestly, it was just such an experience because it was like you were hanging out with family. Like yeah. there wasn't no drama. There wasn't no hate on the set. It was just positive vibes yeah. all around. And most of the shots that we did was in the church. And I also got to pitch in as a little extra. So you lovely lattes, look, look out. out to see if I'm you see my little face and tag me. Tag me if you see. <laughs> you know I do, y'all. I'm always on the on the big screen in little ways. So you know how far along they may be with like releasing. Yeah, I don't know a date yet still, but oh. I know they're um, they're still working along. I'm actually getting to do some music for it as well, oh. um, which is pretty cool. And so we're finishing that up here in this next couple weeks. And um, and then Mark is, I think at this point, they've got picture lock, yes. which for listeners who don't know film means that the all the images are in the order that they want. And the images all look exactly, the story is is there. Um, so now they go in and they'll do audio where they're, they're taking anytime someone mumbled a phrase and they'll have to go do what's called ADR. So they record it in a studio. So it all sounds clean and they do all the Foley work. So when a door slams or people are stepping or you need to hear, uh, someone getting punched or anything, that's all done in Foley work. And then they'll add the music in and they'll do color correction and, uh, and then they'll be there. So they are at this point, I know they're working on color correction. They're working on audio where the music is coming along really far. So it's pretty close to being wrapped. Um, mm -hmm. So they've got, uh, the thing is, it's, it's the incredible thing that you, you should, you need to interview Mark and talk to him about it. Cause the idea yeah. from in my understanding, and I do a lot more with music than I do with post-production on film. Um, but it's so many things, so many gears working simultaneously and you're just trying to keep them all, spinning you know because it's got you got to get all the picture everything's got everything's got to happen and you want it to happen as quickly as possible so but it's neat though that's the cool thing to me is like you know from mark's perspective this has been like a, i think a three-year you know baby you know like it really In wrote it started writing it a couple of years ago and then like exactly like you said about a year ago we started doing auditions mm -hmm. for it and then we shot it in yes. july i think of last year and then yep. they really just pumped out a lot of the editing Excuse me, really Around quick. This it was amazing year. how mm -hmm. yeah, it was really neat how quickly they did that, and then to have all now the audio and the music finishing up and everything. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't quote me on this, honey, but I, I would yes. not be surprised <laughs> if if it's coming out sometime later this year. Um, that oh would my! Be, but but you know the other thing too is I know that they really they want to make sure that the release is timed right because you really because you know you can it's I keep thinking about it in general with music and any like film stuff I do like you can create a beautiful beautiful project a beautiful story but if it's not released right if it's not distributed right it's like mm -hmm. that the beautiful tree that falls in the forest and if no and one's no around one to hear it, it does it really make a sound does it really matter right. how beautiful it is and so I know he's really trying to get all his ducks in line to make that happen so it's and I think this is one of his well. yeah and I think this is one of his first films right yeah Mark? yeah I know he's done other ones, but I know this is his first full length that he has done by himself with like the, the, between the direction and the writing. Um, but he had a whole bunch of people come on for production. Uh, and so I know that they're helping him figure out how best to, the best hands to get it in once it's all done. Hi, Mark, please don't be angry with me that Dennis came on before you, but you definitely need to come on if you can. And again, and you said you also did some music. You're also a singer, right? Yeah, yep. I do um, mm -hmm. 
Uh, music for myself. Just got my own project. It's all under my name. Um, um, you can find it on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere that you purchase music. Uh, and I've got music yeah. that I do for other people, whether it be for like jingles for companies if they're looking to have their own custom work or um, just jingles that they get picked up to do on TV shows or just kind of all over anywhere you're here instrumental music and then stuff like this with mark um this was kind of cool because he originally um we talked about the concept of doing some music for it like doing a song and then it just kind of continued to grow so now we've got he's using a bunch of songs from my last album uh and and an earlier album too he's using a lot of different tunes and then i'm writing a couple songs for it um, which is just kind of neat um, it's been a neat process um, because I really haven't done a ton of writing for film, as in like, and, and there's a scene in the movie where um, Damon's character is talking to this news anchor, this guy Kenny Rogers, um, and uh, the scene is just a really emotional, heartfelt thing because he's Damon's got the angel right next to him and he's talking to this news anchor that he doesn't really know super well about a, the, the news anchor's daughter who passed away and he knows all these things about her because the angel is telling him and uh, it's a super emotional scene and and frankly you know even though i'm not in it it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's just it's beautiful it's phenomenal acting it's great storytelling just a really neat scene and um i get to write the music for it and so it was a it's a neat um it was a neat challenge of writing a song that i like all on its own but then also it has to serve the purpose of telling the story of the film and telling the story of that scene. And uh, so it's been a neat challenge to kind of figure out what that looks like. Um, but it's, uh, it's been really, it's been really fun. It's been, it's been lovely. And I think we just about got it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of neat. What is the creative process like for you? I know like as a creative professional, yeah. our mind is like almost everywhere and it's hard trying to, to kind of fine tune those ideas and if it's um if it's a project that i'm mm -hmm. kind of spearheading as in like mm -hmm. it's my job to take it from start to finish uh that usually requires a bit more organization you know i'm mm -hmm. definitely i'm definitely more right brain than left brain so a bit of uh uh space cadet is a, a yeah. polite way of saying it and so when it comes to a product that requires a lot of um I'll say this too, like in general, I, I'm really a big picture kind of guy. So I see, I like the whole idea of something and I can, I can dream and envision what something could end up looking like. But then when it comes to the minutia and having to get that, you know, everything, all the details, all the ducks in order that have to happen to make something uh, perfect and beautiful. Um, that's where I have to do a lot more work. It's a lot more difficult for me. It's very easy for me to dream and to get creative and cast vision and just um, explore uh, but then when it comes down to the nitty gritty of having to walk in um, or make choices in little parts, that's where it's, that's the more work for me. So when it comes to um, songwriting, for example, um, I'm usually pretty free, free flow. Ideas will come. And uh, I feel like a lot of times as an artist, it's my responsibility to stop what I'm doing and get it down. So for me, that will happen most often on my phone, I'll just go to my voice memos and just start humming or um, singing whatever tune melody pops in my head. And that way I've got a little snippet of it captured and then going in and uh, it, there's no real rhyme or reason to the timing or what I've done. Like even last night was 
you know, late, late, late night. I then go to bed till like two thirty in the morning, which then is tough because then it's a six thirty wake up with the kids. So it's uh, it, mm. you know, but you just kind of it's uh, to me, it's part of the responsibility. You gotta you gotta mm. jump in and do it when it comes because otherwise it's just um, it's happened too many times where I get a beautiful idea for a song and I don't take the disciplined measures to knock it out. That you lose it and you miss it, and once it's gone you don't really get it back. You don't get that opportunity again. So really having to be um, available to jump on that train and, and ride it out and finish, finish as much of the writing as possible that needs to be done within a given moment and then come back. And on some songs that, uh, that process, you know, I, I've written songs in 20 minutes and I've written songs over years. So it really kind of depends on the song um, and what's going on in life and, um, and what product it's for too. Do you know something like a movie, there's going to be more of a deadline to it than, Yes. So we were talking about the creative process and what it's like to go through that. And we talk about the projects really quickly. I know you're working on a, a GoFundMe page right now for Roseland Community Hospital. Can you quickly yeah. tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. It's um, mm-hmm. so with everything with coronavirus, um, I live in a neighborhood called Roseland, which is um, down the south side. Um, down, I'm right by like 103rd and state area and it's a uh, my wife and I moved here like eight years ago and it's um, yeah it's a different neighborhood than one I've ever lived in before it's, it's a high poverty area and unfortunately as is typical of, of communities in high poverty um, it's lacking resources um, really in all fronts but but right now with the coronavirus the hospital that's here just about a, a mile south of my house uh, has been struggling financially. And so one of the issues that they came a- across, in, in addition to being overrun and at max capacity to where their ICU beds are all full um, and having to use emergency beds um, to have coronavirus patients, some of their kitchen staff ended up catching COVID-19. And so they had to shut down their kitchen. So for a while, they were having to bring in food for their patients. Finally, they got their kitchen back up and running and operational so that they could feed their patients in-house but they weren't able to take care of their staff so you got like anywhere from 80 to 150 first responders who are working up to 12 hours on a shift and they're not getting to have a meal because they can't given everything that's going on they can't just pop out and you know head over to mcdonald's and grab food and come back um they're they're all working pretty well nonstop. so unless you're able to bring a meal in um, they were just kind of out of luck and so working way too, way too long and, and it was just an issue. And so the hospital, there was an article that went out in the Chicago Tribune and, um, a lot of churches and organizations in the area responded and it was just something that got really put on my heart of wanting to be able to love them as they love our community because they're, you know, they're just beasts. It's a whole bunch of people who, who are risking, their livelihoods, their their families' livelihoods by just interacting and working, you know, hands-on with um, people who have coronavirus and then coming home to their kids and to their spouses and um, just significant others. And, and it's just a scary time. And so, uh, so I got in contact with this lady, Nakia Glenn, who is the head of HR over there, mm-hmm. and just asked her how, mm-hmm. how could we you know, how could I love them? I wanted to do something. And so she had said, you know, we're trying to figure out ways to get more food because we've got people who are donating, but we really were, we just don't always have donations coming in. And so the more donations, the better. So we set up, I set up a a GoFundMe and started collecting donations Mm -hmm. for that. And, um, 
for the past few weeks have been getting uh, money coming in and then just kind of got a, an idea at the same time of how could use the money that's coming in to then help simultaneously the businesses in Roseland that are struggling as well. And really all over the city, all over the world, businesses are struggling right now because, you know, restaurants are because they, people can't eat in. So ones that right. can do dine-out service are still able to do that, but they're still all getting hit pretty hard because uh, just so much of their business comes from, from dining and certainly all their wait staff and everyone, you know, just everyone's being laid off. It's just really, really tough. I don't have to explain this. Everyone knows this. Everyone's living through this. <laughs> yes. It's it's been quite a whirlwind for these last three yeah. months for sure. But thank you so much for stepping up to that challenge and deciding to make that difference and be impactful in your own community. You know, why not just start where you are? So, yeah. you're actor, singer, musician, and now philanthropist. <laughs> so, way to go! We stand a kingdom entrepreneur, and that's that's truly what you are. Oh, um, just giving back. Yeah, your service is everything. Okay, so we got to get you back on because I feel like we didn't really get to go in and really converse about things. Um, there's, there's so many things that we could really truly talk about. Um, yeah, so we got to get you back on again. But just like, do you have any like words of encouragement for anyone who may be afraid to maybe come out of their shells, but they know they still want to do something you know, service oriented, maybe. Yeah, I think um, each of us mm -hmm. have skill sets and have things that we yeah. can do and they fit a need. Uh, I agree with what you said earlier. I think one of the best places to start looking is in our own communities, just in our backyard of what's going on there and what does the community need and how can we love it with the gifts that we've been given. So um, everyone has got something that they can contribute. Um, everyone, even, I mean, that to me is uh, when we talk about loving people, Everyone's capable of love. Everyone needs love. And so everyone's capable of, of giving it as well and figuring out how best um, each one of us is wired to love um, the people around us. And that's, that is the best way I think we can give back is by being intentional about that with the people that are directly around us. And everyone is capable of that. And so uh, I get the trepidation for sure. Uh, I would just encourage you to go yeah, dive in. Jump on in. Just jump in and God has the mm. rest. Amen to that, brother. All right. Well, thank you so much for gracing us with your wonderful presence. It only took us 49 minutes this no time. That's a, <laughs> That's a every time, though, it'll get better and better, <laughs> just faster and faster. So getting it down. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we we a little bit ratchet, a little bit professional at the same time. So. You need a little of both. It's too, you can't be too polished. You do. That's right. That's right. You see, we all just having fun on this show, you guys. Well, thanks so much for having well. me on. I appreciate having Absolutely. And as we always say on this show, you guys, see you next time on the flip hand side. Bye.